She wakes up early. She speaks her mind. She has a wicked sense of humor, which you're going to experience. I, I feel really confident about that. And, and listen, she's unafraid or she appears to be unafraid to always speak her mind. She will tell you how it is. She's been on the morning show in her market, by the way, the leading morning show in her market for years. And she knows how to stay relevant in morning radio. Mm-hmm. This is an ideal person for us to talk with on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. Are you ready to enjoy our episodes? The, look, the only thing that you need is to be interested in others, want to grab some thoughts and wisdom about how others are being successful in radio right now. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. What you are about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, and hearing stories of an amazing radio pro while uncovering the path forward in radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm from Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. Listen, we help broadcasters grow ratings and revenue. An independent broadcaster recently called me and said, look, I'm frustrated as much as I've loved this business. The new challenges often leave me feeling all alone. You don't have to be alone. Many of our clients start off with us. They're talking to us about concerns about uh, how much our services might cost. Listen, our focus is actually on making our clients money, not costing them money. We do get paid, but we are not driven by money. Our passion, our mission is leveling the playing field for our independent local radio clients. Programming help? Yes. Rainmaker Pathway also knows what you know, sometimes you need ideas to sell more, and we bring ideas to clients, sales managers, and individual sellers that change negatives into positives. First consultation is free, and of course, it's confidential, no matter if you become a client or not. Tell us your problems. We're listening. F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events at JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. Listen, we're only about a minute away from talking with Terry Mandelero. She is the morning co-host with the B Morning Coffee Club, WBEE in Rochester, New York. Now, You can see our full guest calendar all the way into, good Lord, I think we're into April now. We love to schedule these things ahead so you can see who's coming up on the podcast. You can find out all of this by looking for our schedule in our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. We do not lock away anything on our website the way some other consultants do. So go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime. See what you can get for free directly from our team. Terry, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you? I am well, Lloyd. And how are you? I'm good. You're always good. You know, (laughs) I've known you for a long time. I have never known you to not be good. Well, you know, when you wake up and you're breathing, you're like, oh, yeah, dang, I got another chance at this. Let's not screw it up. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a real thing about being grateful in life, isn't there? Oh, there certainly is. And I have an awful lot to be grateful for. Well, listen, here's where we're going to start. I want you to tell me about you as a kid. 
where did you grow up? And what was the first sign, quote, I'm going to be on the radio, unquote? You know, this is a tough one. I grew up in Auburn, New York. I'm the youngest of three. And I think by the time my parents had me, they were both uh, in their early 40s, <laughs> said, oh, wow. oh, dear God. <laughs> so uh, I gave them a run for their money, but uh, hopefully it was all worth it in the end. So, you know, Lloyd, there was never a moment where I said, I want to be on the radio. In fact, I don't think I ever recognized myself as someone that could ever get myself on the radio. I loved radio. I listened to it obsessively. Um, and and I but it did the same thing with TV. I loved all, you know, media at that age, I suppose, as limited in our now terms as it was. Um, but, you know, growing up, it was the, the music, but also the disc jockeys. I loved them. I loved knowing who they were, what they liked to do, you know, in their off time. And I didn't go stalking anyone, but I really enjoyed listening to it. It wasn't until I got into St. John Fisher College where uh, even the thought of radio was put into my head. So so let's talk about that thought. Uh, you're you're at college and, uh, you know, does somebody bring it up? What what the heck happened? No, this is bizarre. It really and this probably will come as no surprise to you. But I am a second semester senior. I have my degrees in education and psychology. I wanted to be a guidance counselor. I'd already passed the New York State Board to become a guidance counselor. I worked at the uh, newspaper as a photo editor and uh, one Sunday night, one of my very close friends was uh, over at the radio station, which backed up to the dark room. So I was I was um, developing prints for the newspaper that week. And he knocked on the door and said, I am I really don't feel well. I really don't feel well. And this was a commuter. So he didn't live on campus. And he I don't think I've ever met a student that was more dedicated to his education. So for him to say, I don't feel well, I can't finish the air shift and I can't be at the staff meeting tonight at the newspaper. That was saying something for him. In any case, he asked me if I would finish his air shift for him. And I'm like, I've never even stepped in a radio station. I don't even know how to run this. He showed me basically how to turn on the mic and how to go between the two turntables and get them on the air. I brought my own records. I finished up three hours. It was only supposed to be another hour. I never even looked at the clock. I had one of the janitors come in and say, you got to get out of here. This station's supposed to be out here two hours ago. Oh my. I, I thought if somebody will pay me to do that for the rest of my life, this is exactly what I want to do. So the thing that scares me about what you just said is yeah. I've known you for a long time. And yet now I realize you have a degree in psychology. I do. Okay. The thing that thrills me and please forgive me. For, this is going to make me seem like I'm being mean, but I'm not. I'm sure the guy recovered and everything is fine. Okay. But it just becomes apparent that somebody really sick got you into radio. <laughs> Which and was 
you know, it's very ironic. It's just a big, sick joke. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So listen, did you have a goal when you first got in the radio business? Did you go, I want to do mornings or I'd like to be in charge or I'd like to be the general manager. or I want to be in sales or what? You know, every, so, so the, actually the, that following summer, um, a gentleman had purchased a radio station in Geneva, which was very close to uh, Rochester, and he needed an entire staff. And as I sat in the interview room, which was his living room, he was taking interviews in his office. Of course he was. I realized that everybody there was light years ahead of me. Like they had wanted to be on the radio since they were kids. They were recording themselves on cassette players. And I'm like, oh man. And they knew the lingo and they knew, they knew it all. So I was lucky enough to get one of the air shifts. It was seven to 1 a.m. in the evening. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was six days a week. And I just knew that when I got there, I needed to be a giant sponge and I needed to absorb every single piece of information possible because I was already a bit behind the eight ball. And I'll tell you, I spent three years at that station. I, I covered press conferences. I did the news. I did evenings to, where I had to turn off the transmitter to power down, which is, can be very intimidating. And, you know, I don't know, most people don't even know how to do that now, but I went out and I sold, I wrote copy, I did production. I just, I even mowed the lawn, Lloyd, around the uh, transmitter because, you know, you need to keep that looking good. So. <laughs> well, well, now, you know, I'm going to ask this. Did you ever think about being in sales? You said that you sold. And, and when I say, did you think about being in sales? What I meant is, you know, some people, they look at the two cars and they go, hmm, the salespeople, that's where the yeah, money I know. Is. I know. I did. And I and I tried it and I was. I was relatively good at it, but if I'm being honest, I found myself selling packages to small business owners that I just didn't feel right about. I just knew in my heart they uh, they couldn't afford it. <laughs> and so, uh, no, I said, I can't do this. And, you know, it got to the point where I was offering them my commission back. And <laughs> what are you doing here, Derek? You know, just stay. Did in the somebody studio. show up and say, you're not really from the sales department. <laughs> right. Again, I don't think that's a surprise to you. All right. So, look, I'm going to shift gears because I saw something and I just have to know more about it. What was it like to be? to meet Barbara Walters or was that photo I saw photoshopped? It was not. Absolutely not. So this is what happened. We were nominated for a New York state broadcasters award. And this was in the day when they were actually like sending you to, you know, go to the award show and, and what have you. And it just, it, so they offered me the chance to go to, first of all, the Sagmore, which, I don't know if you've ever been there in Saratoga, New York, but it is, or it's in Lake George, actually. It is freaking gorgeous. So I'm like, are you kidding? Yes, I'll go. Because the other two people um, initially that I was working with, they were like, no, the other two morning show guys, and we don't want to go. No, 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 I'm not. 
not driving to the other end of the state. That's ridiculous. Well, then I talked the news guy into coming with me. It was absolutely gorgeous. And when they ever introduced her as being the MC and one of the people handing out the awards, like my jaw dropped. Oh, yes. And when we went up there, I mean, she is Lloyd, everything you would hope. You know how people always say, don't meet your heroes because they're going to let you down. Right. But she would, she was gracious. She was kind. They wanted to keep moving the awards in the dinner, you know, moving right along. But she's like, no, stand right here. Let's get a picture. Tell me a little about your station. And she said to me, you got into this business when there weren't a lot of women doing anything other than overnights. Good for you. Cause it was a morning oh. show. And I thought, Oh my God, that's the, that like got my mind spinning. It's so true. And obviously right. I knew that, but it took her to sort of validate that, that I, I don't know. She was, she was absolutely wonderful. And it What's was, a- What's amazing is that Barbara Walters didn't know you, and yet she reached in and she said this about you. Yeah. That was this unique observation, right? Right. And then, of course, my eyes all tear up and she just gives me this hug. She's like, you keep doing it. You keep battling. And I'm like, oh, my God, I most certainly will. (laughs) Put me on the front line. That's right. So let's talk about this. What's great about being on the air in Rochester, New York? So Rochester is such a unique community. And of course, I think this, but like we've just taken gut punch after gut punch for people who don't know. We were the home of the Gannett, you know, empire. Frank Gannett started it right here in Rochester. Kodak, Xerox, Bausch & Lomb, French's Mustard. Ragu pasta sauce, um, IBM. I can, I can just we and we are currently the home of Wegmans. So so there's a lot of huge industry that was you know made for a very exciting place to live. And little by little, each one of these companies lost their footing. And often when they did, they either moved to a cheaper place to live and cheaper place to employ people or just just pared it down so that there are just hundreds and not thousands of people left. So that really takes a toll on a community. And if every morning you get on the radio and you have watched this and you know how people think and you simply let them know that you're not sitting in some far off ivory tower that you're right there with them. You drove through the pothole they drove through. You pay the taxes they, they pay. You are just as, you know, upset about what happened in the middle of downtown as they are. If you just, just make sure that they know that you're no different than they are and you will help in any way, shape or form that you can. And then you answer the call when they call you. It's, that's the secret sauce. That's the thing. I've been invited into so many people's homes. I have been a reader at at, at three different um, listeners' funerals when I hadn't even met them face to face. 
I had only oh talked God. to them for years. I currently have a piano in my living room from a woman who just simply wanted me to have it because it was her father's. It was hers. She was downsizing. And I kept saying, I can't, I, I just, I can't take that from you. It just doesn't feel right. And she said, well, I'm having it delivered to your house. So, and then I'm having it too. <laughs> so you can give it away after that or not, but I want you to have this. And we've, my son's made some beautiful music with it. My husband's learning how to play it in retirement. I have the exact same plans. I mean, people open themselves up and they, are so kind and so gracious and all they want back is a little bit of you not anything other than just you who you are and that the morning show has afforded me that like i don't think anything else ever would have you are giving a tutorial in what this business is like at its very very best you are not talking about simply being there uh, broadcasting to people. You are talking about living among them and hearing them. It's, you know, it's the gift of the, of the city, I, I believe. And, and, you know, and I think that anyone who does this job, that is what you're charged with. It's, it's a privilege to be on the radio. It's an it is honor a privilege. And a privilege. I still believe right now it is a big time privilege to oh, have is. that responsibility. Listen, let's talk about this. How involved does your morning show get in terms of supporting the sales team or growing a relationship with them? Um, we, well, we make every effort in the world because when you're all working in concert, that's when the very best is going to come out of your radio station. So we have, you know, and, and honestly, Lloyd, you're going to meet every single kind of salesperson over the years. Now, we have yeah. had salespeople that have not at all been shy about saying, geez, you know, we have five stations at, at, in uh, Odyssey, Rochester. And, you know, they'll look at you and say, I hate country music. I, I don't even listen. But listen, what time do you, would, is this public affairs show on or what? Who do you have do the news? And you just have to smile and answer the question. I mean, the fact that they don't listen or know their own product, that's really, that's not my bad. That's their bad. Right. And, and for you to react strongly is probably a waste of your time. We also have the salespeople that are in and out all the time that are repeating to back to us things that we said in the morning. So the key there is if you know you want to, something to happen like i i just i just um did a um um a teddy dance it's a 24-hour uh dance marathon at my alma mater and i knew i wanted to do something a little bit different this year these kids are you know up 24 hours and they're dancing and they're raising money so i thought if i could get a couple of tickets to the first five shows that have already been announced That'd be great. It'd be a great giveaway. Keep the, the momentum in the couple of hours of music I do. I went to the salesperson who I know is every bit as involved and committed um, to the radio station as I am. Boom. She had, you know, the giveaways all set up for me. And, and, and that's, that's, you know, so you're, you, you need to grow a relationship with your listeners, 
but you need to grow a relationship with the people that you work with as well. And then you'll all get the most out of each other. All right, listen up. So I started this whole thing saying this is Terry Mandelero, which is true. Yeah. You're known as Terry Clifford, which right. is true or right. fiction, but it's true. And, and listen, you've been on the morning show for a significant period of time now. And I want to know how has the morning show changed over the years at the B in Rochester? Uh, well, geez, see, uh, um, hmm. so I mean, I was hired at the station in 87. I went on the morning show in 94, 95, somewhere around there, I think it was, 95 maybe. Um, it's changed a lot. Initially, you had the opportunity to stay in touch with your listeners through the phone. And that required a lot of editing. When we first started, it was actual tape. <laughs> and And in order to play it back. But the phone was your lifeline to your listeners. We have now expanded that into Facebook. Um, most importantly, we have a text line that we that is immediate. So and we what we have done with it is if we're talking about something specific, like uh, I bought a yellow Volkswagen for myself, a little 20 year old car that just makes gives me great joy. I took pictures of it. And when I went into work that uh, the first morning, um, we took the pictures and we linked them to the text line. So we began the conversation of my my bug. And we said, if you want to see what it looks like, uh, text the word bug to 252-9233. And we're going to shoot you back with a link. You hit the link and you're going to see the pictures. So we do this almost every day. And we on occasion do it more than once. So for, you know, talking about we do something called neighbor gate where it's the unspoken rules of living in a neighborhood. So we'll ask you, um, you know, what's going on? And somebody will I guess somebody last week sent us a picture of a fence and said, look at this joker. Look what he did to the fence all, you know, and through the winter, he's allowed this to happen. So he took a picture of it. We sent it to us and we're like, oh, yeah, then what's a neighbor gate? We you know, text the word fence to 252-9233. You'll see what he's talking about. So we have tried to find a way to take what we have and really maximize our ability to talk to our listeners. And it's it's just worked great. Wait, uh, you're all about engagement. We, oh, we are. And we are about it's not passive. And local. Yeah, it's not passive. No. All right. So look. I feel like, gosh, almighty, you've already given us, we've only been on a few minutes and you've already given us kind of a tutorial, a PhD in how to connect with audience in a variety of ways. But you know, I'm going to ask anyway, because I'd love to ask sometimes the same question in a different way to see if the answer can be a little bit more robust. Okay. Since you have been on this show across time, not just a little time, I want to ask you this question. How does a personality, okay, a part of a team or not part of a team, just a, a person stay relevant in a market for the long run? Uh, well, first of all, honesty is the best policy. So I am not the same Terry Clifford that went on the morning show in 1995. My kids have grown. I have shared that with the listeners. Um, 
you know, through losing pets, moving from one house to the other. I, I very, there's, there have been, there's very little about my life that they don't already know. And not in a stalker weirdo way, nor am I whining. Wait, I'm, wait, wait. So just, the other, the other players of the morning show, do they share as much about their life as you do? We, yeah, we, we are all pretty much, I have over the years worked with four different teams. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, the original team, that's where I got my best ideas from. That's where my, my first co-host, uh, his name is Bill Coff or was Bill Coffee. Oh yes. He was the same. We were simpatico. We knew that you, you have to be honest. You have to be open. You have to be generous with your time, your talent, and your treasure. You have to be. It's stewardship. And they're going to trust you if you trust them. It's it's a relationship. So I have had other co-hosts that will not, that have no interest in that. And the interesting thing is the listeners will take you, as I have found, for who you are. But the relationship that I have with them, that Bill had with them, and that other people from the station have had, um, it's more like your neighbor that you don't talk to that much moving in and out, as opposed to your aunt died. Right. So, so you can become as invested as you want, but you're not going to be as effective if you're not truly in it. Um, I love that you come on the Encouragers, the Radio Relic podcast, and this is what you're sharing with us right up front. It's just making my eyebrows twitch because it's such <laughs> a it's such a good way to talk about something that's so important because most morning shows, let's be honest, there's a lot of talk about roles. You do this role and you do that role and let's be funny and let's make people laugh. And we've talked about that. Not at all. Oh my we God. We're talking boy, about boy. how boy. to be real, right? The first guy, the first, not the first, the second guy that came on board and said, we got to talk about your character development. I looked at him and said, what? I am not a different person on the air than I am sitting here. And if you want me to be, then you got the wrong person. I am who I am. I hate to sound like Popeye, but that is who I am. I am who I am. So, well, and you've got a good feel for that. You know, you know who you are and it comes across the air like that. Yeah. Okay. So listen, tell us about grill diaries. Cause I, I what did they used to say about the inquirer? Inquiring minds need to know how did that begin? <laughs> what happens with grill diaries? So around, I don't know, you would probably know the year better than I, um, whenever Facebook, you know, reared its, its beautiful head mm-hmm. and, and social media really started to get a, a, a chokehold and was important. Now I recognized it was important, but anyone who knows me knows that I will fight these things a little bit before I jump on board. I will try and minimize their importance. If it means I've got to learn something I'm totally uncomfortable with. 
So I continue to get strong encouragement from uh, those people I worked for at the time at Intercom. And they said, you know, you got you got to make friends with it. You got to figure it out. It's very important. So you have to find the way that you, Terry Clifford, can live happily ever after with Facebook. Very so smart I go home to the dinner table and I task my family with helping me figure out how I'm going to live happily with Facebook. So my daughter brings to my attention that I had been sitting out in the backyard um, doing these little stupid videos to keep in touch with my first cousins. There are 24 of them and we are all over the country. Oh. And so she said, mom, that's what you do. You sit out at the grill and rather than do your little videos and, and messaging them off to your cousins, you put it on your Facebook page and you put it on at the time on your website. So I, I'm like, Oh, I go, geez, what do I call it? She goes, well, what are you doing? You're out here grilling, call them grill diaries. So Marley gets the lion's share of the credit for this. But when I was um, tasked with telling the sales department exactly what I'm doing, I basically said, I sit out there in front of my grill and I talk to people. And I'm supposed to be showing them what's on the grill and maybe give a recipe or something, but I rarely do that. I pretty much just tell them what's on my mind and ask them what's on their mind too. And that comes back in the comments, basically. I mean, you've seen them. They really are. It's not Seinfeld, but they're a video a lot of times about absolutely nothing. Yeah, you've got a lot going on about nothing. I do. I really do. That's what I would say about that, right? So it's listen, true. Have you or do you have a mentor in this business? If so, can you share a story with us about how that person may have changed your life? Well, there was the very first person that said to me, you belong on a morning show. And I said, you belong in, you know, well, I, I want to be po politically correct here, but and in a sane asylum, I really never saw myself as a morning show person. I'm not even sure I still do. Um, I just see myself as somebody on the radio. And but with 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 everything that it's brought to me and knowing how over the years I have called this person over and over and over again, maybe once a year, maybe five times a year, <laughs> I would say that you, Lloyd, are definitely a, uh, a mentor of mine. I also have one of the first guys I worked for. Um, I was an intern, so I wasn't making any money at this station. And um, I was paying to park. I was a college student, and that was tough. And I was going in there every day. And the only job I was given was to put together a scrapbook for the general manager. Mm. And I kept saying to myself, I really want to be on the radio. And I'm just so grateful to be this close to a studio. But how am I ever going to learn how this business is run if I'm sitting here cutting out stories out of a newspaper and taping them into a scrapbook? And this guy recognized it on his own. He was the general sales manager. He did not need to share any of his day with me. 
but he brought me into a studio. He, we were doing, he put, he let me record a PSA that was, would be on the number one station in Rochester. And I was like, I can't believe this is happening. And he was always one where I could, and, and still is where I could, you know, share some of the, the real frustrations and the questions or get advice from. Um, And who's that person? uh, Pardon me? And who is that person? His name is Gary Smith. And he was, was on local radio for many, many years, retired probably about 15 years ago, but is so easily accessible and always will be to everyone that he saw through the ranks. Just a great human being. That's so nice. And the thing about that is you talk about how your relationships continue. You're so relational. And I would say that the fault of much of that mentorship for you falls on you, you know, and, and let me just say this. I've never had anybody on the encouragers use that. I I didn't expect that to be coming. And and when you you said that about me, I, I need to say this to you and I need for this to be an example of what I think is really important. If you're in any kind of leadership role, it is a deep honor when you see someone who has gifts and talents that can be leveraged in a new way. Even if that person doesn't recognize them, it is a deep honor to sit with them and, and point the vision and say, this is what I see. And I don't want to scare you, but I want you to I want you to reach over like in field of dreams and feel the corn, you know, <laughs> and feel what that experience is like, because you can be this. Well, know? I'm grateful for your persistence, because, as you know, I'm a force to be reckoned with. And I did not see it. I wanted to stay in my happy little midday nest for the rest of my life. Right? <laughs> so, I and, and that's the that. way we are as humans, right? Yes, you're right. So, so let's talk about the other difficult thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, as humans, and I really am working this a lot in my practice right now, where I'm dealing with how change develops or transformation. And one of the things that I deal with is behavior. And I talk about how we like something new as humans, but we want it to be like the status quo. Now, that's a difficult person to deal with, but that's what the consumer is all the time. They don't want something unfamiliar. They want something new. Right. Well, good grief. Talk to me about digital media and also specifically about social media to be obviously we've already touched on that a little bit from the standpoint of the grilled diaries. But how have you guys adapted to digital we do continue to challenge ourselves. So, um, we went, so initially we would go on Facebook live every morning, somewhere around six o'clock just to say, Hey, we're here. Uh, and you know, in all of our lack of glory. So there's coffee cups all over the place. You know, we, (laughs) we look like we're on the radio. I mean, you know, you know, the three of us look homeless for God's sakes. I mean, you don't get dressed up when nobody can see you. So, so that's, so, but we're, but we want people to know, Hey, we're right here. We're going to give away tickets in this hour. You can't believe what happened to Chris. That's my co-host. 
yesterday and, you know, whatever else is going on. So please stick with us. We're here right through 10 a.m. And, you know, this is how you can can access us online or on our, you know, Odyssey app and what have you. By the way, I think that's one of the most important things you can do as a morning show is do that greeting, because what are people doing in the morning? They will not reach over to the clock radio because that doesn't exist anymore. They're going to grab that personal device. And if you're there, you're there. See, that was so, you know, Lloyd, that's one of those things I said, oh, what am I doing? Am I a disc jockey or am I a social media influencer? And then that face in the mirror looked back at me and said, you better learn how to be all of them. (laughs) Right. Right. Because life changes, right? That's the only consistent thing about life is that life does change. So what other things like, you know, is, is Billy good at social media or other people in the radio station outside the morning show good at social media and digital? Are they involved? What happens? So Billy kid, who is our, um, Assistant Program Director, who, by the way, was my intern. So can we just make that clear? I think we should. Yeah, he was born a nerd, so he's very good at all these things, and gratefully oh he's generous, and so he will always help in any way, shape, or form. Uh, that and he's very patient because it takes patience to talk social media with me. But he and the other thing is he's very encouraging. So we came to him with this whole text to link thing. And he's like, I don't know if we can do that, but let's give it a try. And, and now, so now we've got, we've just completed this. Um, My co-host brought in all like three cameras and he brought in his own mixing board and we found a way to, sort of go live on our website and on Facebook, but not quite make it look so, you know, rough around the edges. And Mm -hmm. then our company decided, well, we can help you out with that. So they put these weird lights up and they, they basically have answered the call. Okay. Which is good. Excellent. Um, And so we're, we're putting up, we, we uh, post podcasts of our, of every hour of our show and we'll sprinkle them throughout the day. So at the same time, now we're posting the same breaks or different breaks as a video podcast and we sort of alter them. So if one goes out at seven, eight and the seven o'clock hour, then maybe the video one goes out after 7.30 or in the 8 o'clock hour and so on and so forth. Then we schedule them through the day and through the weekend so that there's all, you know, we're only there five and a half hours a day, basically, on the air. But we want to make sure we have a presence. Almost Well, that's a great version of saying if you miss a little bit, you miss a lot, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Listen, I have one more question for you, and it's kind of a doozy, so I hope you buckle up a little bit. Okay. Um, Look, we all know it's easy to spot things you may not like about change. Hmm. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about everybody. Okay. Okay. Everybody has a certain amount of trouble with change, or as I like to say, Everybody loves change if they're the one making the change. But if it's <laughs> happening to them, eh, it's a little different. Yeah. Uh, but the change is part of any life, any business, and certainly the radio business. What do you like 
about how radio has changed. I love the fact that I have a more immediate and direct connection or the ability to connect with our listeners. Um, you know, when I was on the air in in the very early days, maybe I was even using vinyl, you had to hope everyone had a landline, they could use the phone, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as easy. And I often communicated through snail mail with, with listeners. I've, I continue to do that to these, this day. I might be the only one left in America, but I do do that. I love the fact that if I ask a question, like we'll 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 throw out questions if we're arguing about something, who's right and who's wrong here. It's a matter of 10 seconds and our listeners can start answering that immediately. That is great. That is well, and wait, that's, that's not just that's not just because the technology is there. It's also because you and your partners in the morning are engaging and you're activating listeners. Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Terry, it is such a joy to hang out with you. And this is unexpected. You're a little bit more subdued than I'm used to, you know, because we're always laughing when we talk and stuff. But to get you to be serious about how it's put together, I just think if you want to be on the radio today, if you want to make a difference, everybody talks about compression in our business, you know, which is really what's going on. Right. I mean, even right. if you're a Netflix or you're a Disney plus, or you're an ESPN, there's a compression. And what that essentially means is that everybody's walking around with more computing power than they had when NASA put man on the moon in your pocket. Of course, you're an entitled beast. Of course, you just you, you have all these apps and you can choose and any second something doesn't please you, you can go away from it and you may never come back. Right. OK, so so to have you talk to us about how important relationship is and and how serious you are about the responsibility of your job has just been incredible for me. Well, and, and I, I've never I've never taken it for granted. I've hope I have no one ever thinks I've abused it. I absolutely love radio and my radio station, which I very frequently forget that Odyssey owns it. If you ask me, it's mine. <laughs> so oh, that, nice. that also gets me in trouble. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, listen. <laughs> I want to thank you for being our guest today. It's been incredible, really. Thank you, Lloyd. Listen, you can get more free resources anytime to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside the free blog at rainmakerpathway.com. So it's really easy to get to just rainmakerpathway.com and you're there. Uh, we are here to encourage radio pros at all levels. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, email me. It's really easy to get involved. F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. I, I hope that you have a great week. We like to say at Rainmaker Pathway, and we certainly say it on the radio rally, once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. If you need to know what I mean by saying that, please don't hesitate. Give me a call, send me an email, 
I love sharing my passion of radio with anyone. We want to thank our special guest for this podcast episode, Carrie Mandelero, local listeners in Rochester, New York. will know her, Terry Clifford. Uh, morning show co-host with the B Morning Coffee Club, WBEE in Rochester, New York. She, of course, today was our patient and very giving guest. We're very lucky to have that kind of authenticity uh, shared uh, about some things that are just really powerful and important about being on the radio. Yes, today. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Relic podcast, which will be available within minutes if I know Joe or sooner and thank you to justjoeproductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast please do share the encouragers the radio rally podcast with others that you know that are interested in growing their careers in audio and in radio subscribe for free on apple audible spotify and almost anywhere you get your podcast if you don't remember anything from this episode please remember this be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers, and good night.